1: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Gorman and joining me today is Giannis Janais and Max Cohen. This episode we're going to preview the upcoming match for Fulham against Derby County at Pride Park, the first leg of the semi-final in the playoffs. We have much to discuss, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome both my co-hosts back to the show. First, Mr. Cohen, how are you doing?
2: Russ, it finally happened. As we all know, Fulham finally lost a match, but that's moved, That's in the past. I moved on from Sunday's <laughs> events. I'm getting more confident as the days go on. And that's good to hear. Really hearing Slavisa's, uh pre-match comments really got me fired up and I can't wait to do the show and preview the first leg of the semifinal. He
1: seems pretty confident. I, I saw the uh, comments on Twitter and then I just read something from uh, the uh, presser on the phone website. He sounds pretty good there. He Makes it sound like the team is ready to go, Max. Was that the impression you got?
2: I certainly got that impression and you know it's always comforting when you hear a manager and also the players have spoke at on social media as well saying how ready they are, how they've put Sunday's events firmly behind them, and they are confident, as they should be, having won, you know, having been unbeaten in twenty three, having only one loss, we have to put that into perspective. It's going to be okay. We're still very much a foreign team.
1: Okay, excellent there, my friend. All right. Mr. Janais, how are you doing?
3: I'm Wayne Rooney, and I'm a Klechtbecht. Um, I'm all right, what? actually. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. should be a good game. And um, you know what? We've had the shock of the defeat from the Brummies, and now we can look forward to the playoffs.
1: Okay, and I agree with you there, my friend. All right, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Janis, I'm going to start with you. Let's first talk about the other semifinal playoff. I, I want to get your thoughts on who you favor in this between Middlesbrough and Aston Villa, your thoughts first and then I'll go to Max.
3: For me, Middlesbrough make it through. Um, because I'm, um, a bigger fan of Poulos than I'm of Steve Bruce. I think this okay. has done a good job. I think they're a pretty functional unit defensively. They're pretty tight. Um, you know, a lot of uh, Villa Facebook fans going on about the atmosphere, what it's going to be like up at, uh, at Villa Park. Well, up at Borough, it's going to be, it's going to be rabid. And I just think def- because the defensive shape is that much better, I, I really fancy Middlesbrough a nick it.
1: Okay, excellent. So you're going with Middlesbrough, Max. Yeah, how about absolutely. you? Who, who do you favor in this?
2: It it's such a toss up, I think, because they're both, in my opinion, if you're looking purely on. The squads, these are the two best teams in the championship in terms of the quality of players they have. But I'm going to have to go with Giannis. I think Burr are going to edge it. I just love, you know, what Pulis has done there has completely revitalized his team. And when you have players like Stuart Downing playing well, Adama Traore on his day, very difficult to defend. Uh, I just think bottom to top, they have the best quality throughout the team. Not saying they're the best team in left in the playoffs, but they have the most quality, I think. So I think they will outlast Aston Villa.
1: Okay, excellent. And let's just play this out. Let's hope Fulham make it through. They beat Derby County. Let's say they do that, Max. Who's a better matchup for Fulham if, say, Fulham gets to the final?
2: I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I don't know. I mean, of course, one thing we have to keep in mind, which I always like to tell myself in the weeks leading up to the playoffs, is that we've beaten each of the three teams in the last, since 2018. We've beaten every single team. So, in that respect, I think we're in good shape in any matchup, you know, because we've, we've beaten them. But I do think that Millsboro match, the away match, was definitely a match we got very lucky in. They definitely bossed it and probably should have had a penalty, should have had a goal, whatnot. I think I'd probably rather play Villa in the final, just because I think when we played against them, I feel, feel like we could implement our style better. And that 2-0 win at the Cottage, which was much more comfortable than our 1-0 away win at the Riverside.
1: Okay, excellent. Yanis, over to you. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Listen, I'm not trying to jump ahead. I'm just playing this out a little bit. We respect Derby County. We know it's going to be difficult to get to the final, but just we're playing this out. Let's just say Fulham do. Hopefully they do. Who Mm -hmm. would you rather see them play if they get there?
3: Villa in a heartbeat. Uh, Boris Boris scare me in a a one game.
1: I'm there with Uh, both of you, by the way. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I just – I I think – I think we'd have the advantage if it if it got to that at Wembley that we should be able to get a really big support out. It should be a packed house. Villa don't scare me in a one game. I think we've got what in more in a two game they would possibly worry me, but Borough worry me in a one game because Poulos will have them set up well. They won't give a lot away. Um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's you know after what happened last Sunday, we just uh, enjoyed the occasion and we take it as it comes. I know the excitement is building um it's an always, one criticism I do have or a couple of criticisms is firstly having that first leg on a Friday night Derby's a bit of an awkward place to get to and right. I know that public transport is going to be a problem getting up there um that's that's number one and number two I understand that a number of Fulham fans have had is, had issues with getting tickets at Pride Park and at the cottage and that's very disappointing because really um this this sort of we knew we were in the playoffs a while ago we've known for a couple of weeks at least that we were going to be in at least third so really we should have been able to get our you know what in order and we've not been able to so that's disappointing but back to your thing i think Burroughs is the one team that would worry me if it was a one-game playoff at wembley
1: okay very interesting i see where you're going on that and uh they concern me for all the reasons you guys have been talking about triori scares me he really scared me when we played uh, at their place and uh If it's me, I would like to see Villa. But again, I know I'm jumping ahead, uh, but I just want to talk a little bit about the other matchup and who gets through and say foam, get through, who would you like to see? I think we're all in agreement there. All right, guys, one last topic before we get into previewing this match. Actually, it's a good lead up into previewing the match. And it's a poll I did on Twitter, and I'm just going to read to you the poll and these results because I find them interesting. I call it the Cottage Talk Confidence Poll. Do you expect Fulham to win the playoff semi against Derby County and move on to Wembley? Now, guys, I had a good amount of votes here. I had 707 votes. That's a good amount of votes. Giannis, yes was it 68%. No was it 32%. Okay, so obviously the majority favor Fulham to go through. What are your thoughts about the poll? What do you think it tells us?
3: I can understand. To, to be fair, I understand some of the fears because if you look at um, if you look at uh, what Derby's lineup, well, I mean, they've, they've had some good results of late. You know, they obviously knocked off um, the Barbars, and they had a good win on Saturday, uh, Sunday against Barnsley. Um, they've got a lot of quality in their team. I mean, you've got Vidra who can score goals, Vaiman who's creative, Huddleston who can pass a ball on a dime. You know, you've got players like Leslie and Nugent who can come off the bench and cause mayhem. Cameron Jerome is not easy. I mean, Jerome gave um, uh, the Bardiffs lots of fits. So, and Carson's one of the best goalkeepers in the division. So it, it is going to, I can understand the angst there. I just think that, um, I think the way that Slava will have a set up will be good. And, and the, the, the pressure's really on Derby in a sense because, and this is what sort of surprises me, but I'm happy. The first leg doesn't rest with the team. That finishes higher. It's right. one that finishes lower. So, they are going to want to lead. Um, they're going to want to take something uh, back to the cottage. And, you know, they should get 30, 31, 32,000 for this game. It's going to be an excellent atmosphere. But they do have quality. You know, and that's, that's why I can see the hesitation. Uh, I think for those who think that Fulham Women are new, I just think we've got too much in the tank. And I really like our bench. I think we've got a lot of um, strength in breadth and depth. And that's why I think the majority have voted that we'll, we'll make it through.
1: Okay. Let me ask you this, because I, I see this as an advantage for If Say Fulham get out of our Darby County close. Say it's a one goal either way. I like Fulham's chances for two reasons, obviously going back to the cottage. But the fact that it's this quick turnaround, Giannis, I think it's to Fulham's advantage.
3: Yeah, I do too. I do too. You don't have too much time to, to, time to think or dwell. Um, you know – when you've had a bad result or when you've had a poor performance, I think this is where, in many ways, baseball has a you know it's, it, baseball sort of is able to to master this. You can have um, you can have a really poor performance one day, and then you can bounce back and win the next day. And I'm going to give you the classic example: um, baseball they the other day, Toronto Blue Jays right. they were no hit by the Seattle Mariners in front of their home fans. I mean, it's you know it's not to get a hit. It's you know it's, it doesn't often happen. But then the next night, last night, they come out and beat Seattle. So you know it's like the one the no hitters. You know it's it's gone, it's dusted. So they've had a few days to get ready, and I'm sure and Slava is a pretty good motivator. So I'm sure he will have them ready, and um, I'm excited and curious to see how the lineup's going to look, but we'll see.
1: Okay, excellent there, Yanis. Yeah, All right, Max, over to you. What are your thoughts about the results <laughs> of uh, my uh, Cottage Talk
2: confidence poll? Yeah, I think it shows the Fulham fans have their head, for the majority, in the right place, you know. They realize that we have to be the favorites heading into this match. And that goes down to how we've played all season. And most importantly, when we've played the top teams in this division, we've done the best. And I think we can all agree on that. I think one thing that might have been forgotten um, over the past couple of weeks, and especially on Sunday when we lost to Birmingham, there was that initial shock, you know, of losing the match. And then people said, oh, how have we lost to Birmingham? They're in a relegation dogfight. But what we've seen, I think, consistently over this season is that our worst matches almost have come against the teams uh, towards the bottom of the table, you know, with with respects to how we really struggle against Sunderland, how we struggle against Birmingham. And when teams don't really try to engage us and try to sit back almost, um, or they're really fighting for their lives in in a different type of situation whereas we're playing teams we consider equals, that's almost when we struggle. So that's why heading into the playoffs I think the majority of supporters think we'll win this match because we have done superbly well against these teams in the top 6. I mean we we've, we've beaten all these teams in in the top half of the table this season basically. We've beaten everyone in the playoffs and everyone in the in the top 2. So we can play our best against the top teams in this division uh and that's really why I think the fans are predicting us to get that win.
1: Okay, excellent and um I was encouraged to see uh, the confidence level. I I think that's a good amount of people feeling good about Fulham getting to Wembley, and uh, I feel confident about it. And I'm actually glad, like I said, that I I read those comments this morning to myself from Savisa. And then, of course, I read the article from the presser that even more emphasized that I'm feeling like they're ready based on what he's, been thinking uh, these comments from Savisa, so that's uh, encouraging. So I'm feeling a little bit better about this. All right, guys, let's now waste no more time. Let's get into this matchup. The first leg. Over to you, Max. Just your opening thoughts on Derby County in general.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're coming off a good run of form. We know that you know it wasn't looking likely that they make the playoffs just a couple of weeks ago, but they really turned it on recently with some impressive wins over Cardiff. Of course, we all know about that. Uh, they drew Villa um, and then beating Barnsley. So, you know, they, they're they on a good very good run of form, and we know how dangerous they can be because uh, I think we all really closely watched that Cardiff City match very recently. So it's funny how we can shift from rooting for a team so much to suddenly we're facing that same team that we were cheering on so vigorously just a couple weeks ago. I think they are dangerous. We've seen, you know, they have Matej Vidra, top score in all of the championship. That will definitely be a worry for us. Um, they have players like Cameron Jerome. Of course, we were rumored to be linked with in the past, he's a very physical player, and he showed that against Cardiff. Um, and yeah, they're not going to be an easy, easy team to beat for sure. And considering that, you know, they're almost coming off a better short-term run of form than we are. They won 4-1 in the final day of the season, while we lost 3-1. So I think you have to factor that in a tiny bit just to think, you know, that they're going to be fancying themselves. Of course, they have the home leg first, um, which I actually think is an advantage to us. But of course, as Giannis mentioned, as you guys said, it's going to be a really great atmosphere at Pride Park. So it's definitely going to be a very difficult match. Okay, but, I, I yeah. totally
1: agree, Max. And uh, It's funny you've talked about Matej Vidra. Andy Buckley-Taylor, who I did the interview with yesterday, told me that he's been coming off the bench lately. Think about that. Vidra's their leading goal scorer, and he's coming off the bench.
2: It's scary. Yeah, I think you're, they're going to start with Jerome maybe and then bring off that threat off the bench, which is a scary prospect for us. But one counter to that is look at our bench. As Giannis right. mentioned, we have – an amazing match. I we think do. any number of those players could start in most teams in this division. So that's a positive for us.
1: Okay, excellent. Giannis, over to you. I just want to get your thoughts on Darby County. They have have been playing much better lately. They have turned it around. It really started with that Cardiff City match, and Cameron Jerome's actually been huge for them lately, and I'm glad Max m- mentioned him. But just give me your opening thoughts on Darby County going into this match. Well, oh,
3: I'm playing with a good side. You know, and and uh, you know, Max mentioned Cameron Giro. I mean, Tom Huddleston at one point was was, was rumoured to be coming here. They got some good players. I mean, it really top to bottom with Car- starting with Carson, going all the way up to you know, Cameron Vidra, um, amongst others. So it's going to be um, it's it's going to be a difficult match. But, it, but but again, it's like before the game on um, Sunday. Matches aren't played on paper. Um, they're playing on the field and it's going to be And I mean, it's just, look, it's all the, the Wazzaks that are out there on, um, on the websites, like right, the bread, bread fodder and the ha ha fans. Let's yep. not forget, don't, they don't have a manager anymore. Because um, <laughs> he's been fired, hasn't he? He's been fired again. Um, all <laughs> yeah. these Wazzaks are, are um, trolling us. Well, they're not uh, Leeds United, the Weed supporters. Well, they're not in playoffs. Um, and <laughs> Myanmar. <laughs> yeah, I mean jealousy. You know the old thing, jealousy is the green-eyed monster that doth mock the meat it feeds on. And um, you know we're in a good position, and we should embrace it. We should have learned the lessons from last year. I think we have. We're a different team, right? And I think if we've got all our horses going, I think that uh, I think that we're going to be going to be in good shape. I, I, I'm looking forward to this. It should be fun. And I and I keep thinking of you know I was there with my dad in '75, and and. Um, you know, it was such a disappointing day for us to lose to West Ham in the final. We've done brilliantly well. That run was, you know, never to be forgotten. But this is a chance to go back to Wembley, and this would be absolutely fantastic. And uh, Russ, you talked about going over. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm counting my pennies to see if I'd be able to keep come over with the misses, because that would be absolutely. That'd be great, yeah It'd be wonderful. Just, just, just wonderful. Just, just, I, I, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, so, but I, I mean, they're a good side we, we can't take them lightly um, but that's the negative about the playoffs they finished 6th but uh, they're a good side so very good uh, side. Yep. we can't take them lightly
1: No we can't Giannis and uh, the one way I look at it if Fulmer are playing at their maximum level and Derby County are playing at their maximum level I, I think that Fulmer still should get the edge there I always look at it that way and no disrespect to Derby County they're a very good side but I think Fulmer just a a little better they deserve to be where they are third and uh that's the way I look at it but we'll see sure. because games like you said aren't played on paper it's who shows up and who plays the best and they certainly can uh win and move on to uh to Wembley but so can Fulham and that's what's great about doing this it's scary but it's uh exciting at the same time all right Yanis right back to you I want to get your thoughts what can we learn from the two matches that have happened between these two teams before I get your answer Gary Rowan, I actually listened to his uh, presser, and he basically, I'm paraphrasing, said you really can't learn much. He said you can look at the players and and, and get into it a little bit that way, but he doesn't really think, based on what I listen to, that you can get much out of it. You can really take that much out of it. Well, what are your thoughts on
3: that? I, I think he's absolutely right. I think, I think that the form goes out the window. I really do. I think it's, um, you know, it's... Um, I'm going to use another example, a North American example. Unfortunately, it's painful for me, but I'll have to mention it. And that's the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, oh. Best um, regular season um, record. Won 59 games, lost only 23. And then they come up against a 4 seed team with a, the best player on the planet, and they lose for the third consecutive season. But what you do in a regular season is one thing. It, it, but the, the only thing it buys you is the right to be in the postseason. Right. But once you get there... All form out the window. Don't, don't. It's all bollocks. I mean, last year, would we have predicted we lose to Reading? That we wouldn't even score against Reading? No. So, I think the form is out of the window there. Um, and um, I agree with him. It's, I, I think it's um, in many ways, it's a fun lottery, but it is a lottery nonetheless. And it's. Uh, I mean, what money would you have put on Huddersfield Town making it through last year? I mean, you would have the to them, no, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Fantastic, and you know, uh, I'll probably piss off some even Fulham fans with this, but my my ideal Premier League would have would have the following teams not in it: um, City, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, <laughs> Everton, because you know what? All those clubs, Chelsea, all those clubs have one thing in common: they've all got bags of money. Yeah, and when you look at a team like uh, not just Huddersfield but Bournemouth, Bournemouth maybe the best example, where they've got small stadiums. And they've got low uh, budgets, pay structures, and what have you. For them to stay in the best league in the world is is an absolute bloody miracle. The fact that they haven't been it's incredible. It's incredible. So you know the only way you're going to even up the playing field is when some of I remember in the mid seventies when Man United win the second division, so were Man City. You and so were Chelsea actually at that time as well. So that's how you're going to even the playing field. But with the amount of money, really, what chance do you have? Even when you get promoted, it's tough. So. but it goes out the window, and I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's who does who wins. Whoever shows up is going to make it through.
1: Absolutely. That's why I said on our best day, I think we're a little bit better, but it, it's who shows up. Very good way to put it there, Giannis. Max, over to you. Do you agree with Gary Rowan and Giannis that the two matches that the teams have played, really, you can throw those out the window?
2: Yeah, I think for the most part, I agree with, with the main point that the playoffs is completely different scenario than you know the, the 46 match regular season you know we saw that last season when um you know we came off that really amazing run and then i think there's a really a feeling of optimism that you know reading are this team who's gotten in there kind of as a fraud almost the Cardiff city of last season they don't play nice football they grind out results they don't deserve their third place position and you know what they in the end they created it. they did the exact same thing they did all season to us and we couldn't really bring in our kind of Brilliant end-of-season form into the playoffs, and it kind of goes out the window once you get into those high-pressure situations. So in that sense, I think, yeah, we can't really look too far into the two matches before. But one thing I would say is that we can look into the most recent match, you know, when we beat them 2-1 at Pride Park. And that's important to me because we took the 2-0 lead, yeah. and, I, and I think we can start brightly against Darby. And that's one thing I think they might be vulnerable in this situation. But one thing that they do have is that once they go behind, They're not going to give up.
1: That match,
2: if if you guys recall, was one of the nerviest finishes I think we had all season. There were these really scrambled clearances, a superb block by Kevin McDonald, some great saves by Nelly in the final minutes of stoppage time. So we know this team has a never-say-die attitude. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that we can um, apply to the playoff semifinals is that even if we do go up, we have to maintain our focus because Darby's not going to give up.
1: That's a great way to look at it. There, Max. And what's interesting, talking to Andy Buckley-Taylor, he said this to me, and I actually agree with this. I want to get your thoughts on this. He said that the only way one team really has a superior advantage going back to Craven College if they're up by three goals. If it's two goals or less, it's anyone's match going to Craven College. What are your thoughts on that?
2: It's going to be tight. We definitely – I mean, we saw last season, obviously different because we played home first and then away, but you know, even if you get that draw, the first like it's not good enough. You know, we want a lead. Right. And even even Slavisa addressed this in, in the presser saying he was asked what results does he want to have in mind? And he joked, If it's possible, eight nil to us I or something like that. that. <laughs> and, then, and we're thinking at first, well, first of all, when was the last time Slavisa made a joke? That's kind of interesting for me. I don't that's out of character for him, so I'm worried. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's true, you know, that ideally you want to be up by that much, but you know, you really want as big as a buffer as possible is, is what he's trying to say.
1: See, I disagree with you, Max. The fact that he's joking around tells me he's relaxed and he's prepared. See, <laughs> No, yeah, no yeah, that's,
2: true, that's true. I'm not worried. I just, I just, I love, I love to see it. Maybe it's a new Slavisa we're seeing. It's the playoffs Slavisa.
1: Well, all Whoa. I'm saying is that when, when I've seen, and I'm going to use this coach as an example because I know it, Bill Belichick is joking around. That's usually a bad sign for the other team because <laughs> that means he's ready and his team's ready. That's, you know, he's relaxed. If he's relaxed, you should be scared. And uh, it sounds like Savisa is confident and relaxed. And that's a good sign for us. Giannis, over to you. Let's get into this. Let's break down this matchup. And before we talk about key players for Derby County, I want to ask you about this because uh, Andy brought this to my attention. And I knew this already, that Gary Rau had changed the formation a, a little while ago. And now they're playing mostly... Three, two, four, one. But they can morph back into the back four. And Gary Rowe was talking about that as well. Let's talk about this. Say they come out in a three, two, four, one, which I would expect that they're going to because that's been successful for them lately. What are the challenges for Fulham playing against that formation?
3: Well, I mean, I mean they're going to attack in numbers. I mean, the midfield are going to push up, which is going to they're going to try and press us. The problem for them at Pride Park. Will be that's going to open them up to, to to the attack. They're not the quickest at the back, and we've got we've got pace to burn. So uh, it's it, it would intimate that they're going to try and be attacking. They won't defend, and that's good. But they have to be leery of, of what we can do on the break. And that wouldn't surprise me if um, Gary Roush slightly adjusts that formation. he he's might. got to respect. Yeah, he's got to respect our speed. He, I mean, they're not the quickest team on the planet, but we are very quick. And depending on what, what Slava decides to do with the fullbacks, and, of course, that's going to be, you know, obviously a question of of contention, potentially. Right. Um, he can't, you know, he can't decide he's going to play Kamikaze with the 3-2-4-1 if suddenly we break up, uh, up the field. Because and, and, one goal, one goal will nobble them. One goal away from home will nobble them, will really change the tie. And so he's got to be, you know, they're the hosts, they're going to try and attack, but he's got to be very leery of if anything goes wrong.
1: I agree with that, Yanis. And again, I'm going back to the presser that I watched and he talked about his team. I'm paraphrasing, but mentioned that they can adapt. They can change if they have to. So it'll be interesting to see which formation he comes out. And I'm just saying they have been successful playing three in the back, but against us, he might change it because that's the way this guy is. He's very tactical. He'll try to find his advantage for his team and we'll see what he comes up with. But let me go right back to you. What players concern you? For Derby County in this
3: matchup, well, one of them might surprise you, and one won't. The one that won't surprise you is is Matavidore. he's He's been scoring goals lately, and he is a good player, and he's scored wherever he's been. I think um, we're going to have to be careful. The one that may surprise you is, is Cameron Jerome. Um, Jerome gets it doesn't surprise me
1: because I've been watching their matches.
3: It does. Yeah, he's matter. a tough. He's a he's a tough defender, and he's gonna, a tough attacker, and he's 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 very physical, and he's gonna. He's certainly going to give our, our our um he's going to give our defenders the runaround. He's not the quickest, but he's savvy, uh, and you can't. I mean, he's got he's got a knack for the big goals as well. I you certainly don't write him off. Um, they've got some good weapons. I think I think the biggest challenge for Slav, and, and I'm assuming that he's achieved this, is to forget what happened Sunday. You know, the, 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 understand that it really is going to be. I think I'd almost put it into six phases of fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes first. Fifteen minutes are going to throw the kitchen sink. Second 15 minutes, um, you know, the, the crowd's going to become more in terms of if they don't score. And that's where we've got to consolidate, assuming we're, we're still level. And then we can start to pick holes. It's going to be, uh, Slava's going to be looking, I think the big thing for him is he wants to see a defensive turnaround. And he'll probably tell the players, look, it wasn't a good performance on Sunday. But we need to look at it as an aberration compared to the 23 games before. So let's get, get back to what we do best. I think it's gonna be a very, very entertaining ga- game tomorrow. And I really, really do. I'm excited because Derby are a good side. And um they're gonna get they're gonna test us. But um if they're coming into the game thinking, well we're gonna be on a real down after Birmingham, this are sadly be a I've our boys be ready. That, yeah, we'll be ready. And um I think that um you know, there's gonna be a lot of mind games and psychological stuff and that's and hey you expect this so, I mean this is the chance to get back back into the, you know the most prestigious um, league in the world so it's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of cat and mouse for sure
1: I agree there my friend Max over to you it's funny Yannis brought this up and uh, this is something that I talked to Andy Buckley Taylor about as well the mentality of Fulham because I've seen this that uh, it could take a hit going into this match and uh, the one way to look at it is that there could be a hangover from the Birmingham City match or they could actually hit the reset button because they've gone on this very long unbeaten streak and now this gives a chance to get rid of that pressure of keeping up that unbeaten streak and now you're just playing again. I'm going to go with that scenario more than the hangover and that's actually something that Andy said to me too that uh, I believe that we're going to see a team that is going to turn the page and not be looking back at that Birmingham City match. That's just my opinion. That's how I feel. And like I said, the confidence from Slavica lends me to believe that he thinks his
2: players have moved on from it. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to draw an interesting comparison here, and I want to know what you guys think of this. I'm going to compare the reaction to this match as a very similar situation to what happened when we played Millwall just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Because that was coming off the Brentford match, the 1-1 draw that, let's be honest, it felt like a loss for many involved because we threw away that chance to advance ourselves, get three points. And of course, there were hated rivals um, and you saw how much it meant to them. It, I think it really annoyed everyone involved with Fulham and it felt like a loss. And we saw the very next match was away at Millwall, a team that was on red hot form, almost as good form as we were on an away match uh, against a team that was chasing the playoffs. And we saw in that first 45 minutes, almost, almost a hangover in the sense that we played really poor. We were very fortunate not to go behind, but we weathered the storm in the second half. I think we perhaps produced our best performance of 2018, in my opinion, in the way we bossed them in the second 45 and eventually ran out three-nil winners. So my answer is going to be, I think it's going to be a combination almost of a possibly a mini first-half hangover and second half playing the, the way we know how to play and actually becoming quite comfortable. That's what I'm going to compare to.
1: That's a great analysis and looking at that match while you're saying it I'm thinking about it that you have a very good point because it is a combination they did not come out strong Millwall did and they put Fulham under some severe pressure and Fulham were lucky to get out of that first half the way that they did and maybe there was a little bit of a hangover and yes the Brentford match did feel like a loss maybe it did for the players maybe it took them a while to reset and then they reset in the second half and they took over from that point so you're looking at it as a combination. I understand where you're going on that. Okay, Giannis, Max brings out a very interesting scenario talking about the Millwall match being kind of a combination after the uh, Brentford draw, which many of us felt like it felt more like a loss. Maybe the players felt like that too. What are your thoughts on him talking about the fact that that match was a combination? You have maybe a little bit of a hangover. Millwall came, came in strong and we were fortunate to get through that first half yeah. the way that we did and then the second half we reset. So he's looking at it as a combination. Could you see that as a scenario when Fulham played Derby County? Yeah, I can
3: and I think one of the advantages for us is that we've had five days to regroup. I mean I think that's that's absolutely massive. You know, you it's a little bit like a loss you know, I think Sunday night for the players returning from St Andrews would have you know, would have felt like you know, suffering a little bit of grief. And I think Monday, when they got to the training ground at Moxburg, it would have been in a state of mourning. But that's where Slava has to, had to bring them round. And, you know, there have been some tremendous scenarios that we can have learned from this year that should allow us to encounter any sort of adversity and, and tackle it head on. It's not like we've not been under the cosh, or we've had games this year that we maybe should have won early in the season, but we didn't. We drew a lot of the start of the season. And then there were games during that 23 game run that we maybe were lucky to get the victory. And then, or even a draw, and then we, we managed to get results out of them. So I think it's, I think it's so, certainly experiential. Brentford and, and uh, Millwall, uh, the fodder and the uh, mill scum, as I like to call them, were good experiences for the lads, and yeah. um, you know it, it will have tested the, their, um, their resilience, and certainly they're going to need it for tomorrow night because it's going to be, it's going to be a hostile crowd up there. But we've got some, you know, some good support going up, and um, as I said, I think the experience will serve us well.
1: Okay, that's a great way to look at it. I'm glad that Max brought up that scenario. It's very interesting that he's looking at it that way, and you could take a lot out of that Millwall match. Fulham did rebound, but it did take them a while. Credit to Millwall for for the way that they played, but Fulham did not come out strong, and that had a lot to do with Millwall. But The second half reset, and we took over from that point on. Very good analysis there by Mr. Cohen. And right back to you, my friend. Who are your key players in
2: the uh, first leg for Fulham here? Key players, it's honestly, I'm going to say the whole 11. But let's let's just isolate a couple. And it's always tough because I always find myself saying, you know, the same combination of Kennedy, Sessnion, and Mitrovic over and over again because those are the players I think everyone fixates on. But for me, crucially in this match, I'm going to go with Matt Target because he's the situation which, which I think has captivated much of the Fulham fan base over the past couple of weeks. Okay. Of course, going down with an injury against Sunderland, then coming on, um, starting against Birmingham, being welcomed back, then really looking off the pace and, and being hauled off uh, at halftime in that match. So interesting situation there. I think he needs to return to his composed, mature best, which we all know he can he can offer. And again, it's encouraging news. He said on Twitter that he'll be fit for the match Friday. Yep. Slavisa said everyone is available. Yep. And I think a big part of how we play is, is so key, because Target not only offers that, that offers us that defensive, you know, uh, uh, resolve and, and composure there, but he also allows Sessignon to play left wing. Right. And once you switch that dynamic up, we go back to a team that's not how we're used to playing, really, in the, in this, you know, 23, in that 23 match on BD run, and we switch it to what's going on in the fall and the winter, which wasn't as successful for us. So I think a lot rests on Target coming back and playing uh, the way we know he can play.
1: Okay, excellent. And uh, also encouraging is that the Fulham Twitter account tweeted out a picture of Matt Target earlier today, and that's a good sign as well. So let's hope he's uh, ready to go. And glad that you brought up Slavisa mentioned in his press everyone's available. So Matt Target should be available. All right, Giannis, over to you. What do Fulham need to do to come away from Pride Park with a lead going into the second leg?
3: Two words, be patient. Be patient, you know, uh, with the visitors. Let's see what they're going to throw at us. Let's see what questions they're going to ask of us. Uh, let's keep our composure. Let's keep our let's keep our shape. Um, if things go wrong, let's not, uh, you know, let's not let's not um, become volatile about it. Let's just, you know, just stay patient. Stay with the, Slava's developed a game plan for sure, and they'll have to stick to the game plan.
1: Okay, excellent, there, my friend. All right. It's time now for both of your starting eleven. So Max, I'll go to you. What what would be your starting eleven against Derby County?
2: It's 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 a very good question. I think this starting eleven has perhaps the most you know controversy in almost all season because there's been a lot of debate over whether you start Abubakar Kamara instead of Piazzone, Aite, maybe Cabano. So you don't really know. I'm gonna go with an unchanged. Uh, back five and midfield three. I think Bedinelli, Madoy Fredericks, Target, Kane, McDonald, Johansson. Okay. That's set in stone. There had there had been some calls for Thomas Callas to come back in. I've seen that. Yep. But I mean, I'm I'm conflicted with that because I do think you know he's a solid defender, and I think it was harsh that he was dropped. There's really no reason that he was dropped other than that he can- kind of came back from international break late, but he didn't really make any errors. But I think to make a defensive switch in their center back pairing, so you know, so quickly before such a big match, I don't think that's well-advised. So I think he's going to keep that uh, steady. And I think Cessna and Mitrovic are going to keep steady. And I think he's going to start with Florida Aite. I think okay. we've seen Aite is a very big favorite of uh, Slavisa Kanovic. And I think he can give a unique role in this match uh, that perhaps Piazzo I really like Piazza, but let's be honest, his performances recently have not been you know the best of what we expect of him. He's kind of struggled to get involved in the match at times, and I think Aite might offer a bit more pace, a bit more direction, and then I would tip Abubakar to Kamara to come off the bench, certainly. Okay. With half an hour to go.
1: Okay, excellent. Yeah, over to you. Starting eleven. What would you do?
3: Same line, same lineup that played at Birmingham. Same lineup. I wouldn't. I, I think there's a psychological war that can can build here, and I really, I know the temptation with most fans is that you change. You might change the formation. You might change a few spots. I wouldn't. I'd go with exactly the same um, lineup: Fr- Fredericks and, and, and Target and, and adoy and Ream and Steph Joe, K Mac, uh, Tom Kearney, and um, up front Piazon, uh, Mitro and Sassignon. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a thing. The temptation is there to do it, but I think now is the wrong time to do it. I think it's because if they do do it it'll send a message to Derby that we're we're, we're scrambling and we're we're second guessing ourselves. And I think we stick to the plan. I think that's the mark of um, resilience. And I understand what Max is saying in terms of, you know, I mean, I'm not a IET fan, as you know, but I mean, if if you're going to do anything, if you were, I'd bring, I'd bring uh, AK-47 in boo-boo. But um, if you're not going to bring boo-boo in, I just like saying boo-boo, it sounds good. Um, (laughs) Boo-boo, boo-boo, boo-boo. I don't have a job, (laughs) boo-boo. But if you're not going to bring boo-boo in, then I'd stick to the same 11 that started against Birmingham. Okay,
1: let me throw this back at you because uh, I understand why both of you are are going this way. Piazon. I like Piazon. Giannis, we've talked a good deal about Piazon. You've already mentioned that Derby County, maybe we can beat them for pace. So wouldn't you consider possibly making a change with Piazon, not the quickest, He's effective. Would you possibly then go with maybe Kamara, Aite, or let's even say Cabano if he's available? So I'm just throwing that out
3: there. Because of the pace issue, would you consider it? Well, my thing would be use the pace when you need a secret weapon. I think the okay. gives give you something different. And, um, I mean, part of it might be, hate to say this, but part of it might be how the, the state of the pitch looks. I mean, one of the criticisms of St. Andrews is it was dry. Uh, the weather's been pretty good up at Pride Park, and you know they're not going to water the pitch in terms of what happened at St Andrews. But is that going to necessarily suit their players? It may not. That's the other thing. Um, I think he got to do something different. I just, um, I okay. would. Um, he knows he didn't have a good game on Sunday. You don't need to tell him that. But he has scored goals and he has created chances. And I think that um, you know, I, I tend to be, you know, you go with you go with the lineup and you go with the athletes that got you there in the first place. Okay. And he's had this fancy lineup for a while now. And they've not let him down. And one defeat really shouldn't change the plan, because really, it's 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 not Lucas Piazon who lost us on Sunday, lost on Sunday. It was the team. It was a team yes. issue. And that's why I would, I would be very reluctant. So my answer would be no. I, um, Cabana, Boo Boo, Boo Boo, Boo Boo <laughs> on the bench for Aito. Yes, sure. I mean, great weapons to bring off the bench, yep. for, but keep it as it is. I'm about the psycho psychology because it's a two game thing. Um, just, just. I mean, if we're in trouble and we've got to go home, then throw the wolves at them. Just go, okay. yeah. Well, let's let's hit them. But, okay. but let's just. We need to be patient, and I think the way to be patient is going to start with the way he sets up the players. So I'd I'd start with that about eleven.
1: Okay, excellent. And Janice, yeah, just so you know, I did ask uh, Andy Buckley Taylor about the pitch because of the issues that happened at St Andrews. He told me he believes that the pitch is going to be fine for the reasons you just said because it, it will benefit. Darby County to have a really good pitch, and he expects it to be fine for, for both teams. And for sure. we shouldn't see that scenario. That's what he told me, and I, I tend to uh, believe Andy. He's, you know, he's a straight shooter on that. I don't think he was telling me anything that he doesn't believe. So I don't think the pitch will be an issue, which is a, a good sign for both teams because you want to see Ooh. a good brand of football. So that's was a positive when I talked to Andy. All right, guys, we have to end with predictions for the first leg. Giannis, to you first.
3: I've been wavering on this one, uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to go nil nil. I, I I think that um, I think Fulham are going to show. I think You'd we're going to you be happy show. with be, that, Giannis. But I'd be delighted. Um, just defensive. I mean, I think it'll be very important to get a clean sheet. The pressure really is on Derby. Um, they're going to throw everything at us. Um, if they play that three-two-four-one, they just leave them susceptible on the break. But I think nil-nil would be a result that Slava could certainly live with. So I'll take a nil-nil.
2: Okay. Max, your prediction. I, I just don't see this team set up to play for a no-no. I know they won't play for a no-no, but I just think there are going to be goals in this match. I'm going to go with the same result that happened um, when we played them in 2018 in the regular season. I'm going to say Darby County won, Fulham too.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Max, I've already made this same prediction on another show, so I'm going to stick with my prediction. I, I predicted what you predicted, so I'm going to go with it. But I'm intrigued by Giannis's uh, nil-nil. I, I find that interesting. And I think if we go back, this is just my opinion, guys, and then, then we'll uh, finish the show. If we go back even or ahead, full in decent shape, do you agree with that, Giannis?
3: Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think so. I mean, you know, the lineup we can put out if we have got our strongest, if, if, if Matty Targets fit, I think we're in very good shape. I think we've got a very, very good bench where we can cause all sorts of mayhem. So, you know, this is this is the season really. I mean, everything that we've done up till now means nothing. We've right. We've played 46 games, it's been a long season. Throw it all out. But, rather, throw, yeah, throw it there, throw it all out. Just go out and play and uh I think we'll be proud of them whatever happens and and that's why I, I won't get drawn into some of the stupidity that some of the fans have, you know, have decided to to throw out um, you know, I mean, anybody would think in terms of the reaction to the result last Sunday that we didn't make playoffs, that we'd just been relegated. The league one. I mean, it was just just ridiculous, and and you know we've got something to look forward to. It's going to be exciting, and um, let's keep our fingers crossed that we can do the job.
1: Absolutely. How about you, Max? Say it's um, nil nil, like Giannis or two to one the way we're talking about. As long as it's in the advantage of Fulham, would you feel confident going into the second leg?
2: Yes, I I, I would feel confident. I think there's that old saying, you know, you can't lose a tie. So you keep sorry, you can't win a tie on the in the first leg, but you can lose it. Um, and, and, I, and I think Fulham are in a good situation to definitely not lose this tie in the, fir- in the first leg. I think even if, let's say worst case scenario, we lose this first leg, we go down. Right. I still think heading into a home leg at Craven Cottage with our fans behind us and knowing the form we're on, I, I still would be confident. So I'm, I'm taking a very zen attitude to this match. And <laughs> I need to because actually I'm having my wisdom teeth taken out Friday morning Oh God. At 8 a.m. And the match uh, is, i found correct, it's 2.45 p.m. Uh, U.S. time. So, honestly, it's, it's going to be a big day for me. I don't know if I'm going to be fully into it as I, as I always am, but I'm definitely going to be calm no matter what. Okay. <laughs> so that's a personal okay. day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Excellent. Great show, guys. We do have to wrap it up. For Janis, and Max Cohen, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to
0: Cottage Talk. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th
1: minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDucket share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by Fans.